hour number two of the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Each Sunday, we get together. We talk about the news of the week, the events of our lives, and we do so in an entertaining, informative, and unique fashion. And Leah, at the end of last week's show, which, by the way, feels like it was about three months ago, uh, yeah. considering all that has happened since then, and I, including, obviously, the uh, horrific attacks on Paris, at the end of last week's show, we both said that there was a very good chance that the big story this week was going to be what was going on at the University of Missouri. Because last Sunday, that story was only just beginning mm-hmm. to bubble up. Uh, and and frankly, at the time, I thought, you know, gee, how is this not getting more publicity? Because this has the potential of really being a powder keg and... Boy, um, you know, my instinct, one of my biggest mistakes, uh, Leah, which is counterintuitive, is that I often don't trust my own instincts, my own gut instinct, which is usually dead on. And um, boy, oh boy, did that happen in spades, more more so than even I realized possible. Uh, I thought that the the nuclear scenario might be that the uh, the football team would would go on strike and miss their game against BYU. That didn't happen. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what did happen and how this uh, this virus at the University of Missouri is spreading all over the country. <laughs> so this week, the president of the University of Missouri, the chancellor, and a professor all got ousted, all for different reasons. The president and the chancellor were the focus of a student on a hunger strike until Uh, They were gone for not responding properly to so-called racial incidents. His name is Jonathan Butler. Black students are not being heard um, on campus um, from those in power who can make things change and make things better for students. So he was supposedly on a hunger strike. He has spent seven years on that campus, and he comes from a family of millionaires. Now, as soon as the president stepped down for... I don't think we ever really did figure out what he did wrong, Zig. <laughs> well, what does that matter? He was a white male. <laughs> he stepped down. The chancellor was like, I am out of here. Uh, and then immediately installed was a man named Michael Middleton. He has made a living off of claims of racism. He is a black former student and former federal civil rights attorney who also says he always felt marginalized at that school. So Tom Wolf, the president, steps down. That's actually not enough. Even after he's gone, the students have a list of demands. They want him to come back to the campus and admit to his white privilege. He doesn't do that. Now, after the Paris terror attacks, students on Twitter from the university are very upset they no longer have the spotlight and they have to remind everybody. So as this was going on this week, Zig, also uprisings happened right up the road from you, UC Santa Barbara. Also, the uh, president of Claremont McKenna College resigned as well in California. Uh, At Vanderbilt University, there's a conservative professor, and she needs to be fired basically because she's conservative. Her name is Carol Swain, and she's also African-American. And Ithaca College, uh, 
Is the president at Ithaca College still holding in there at last count? I don't know. I have not. Uh, I've not checked, but I, I'm. I, mean, I think so. Okay. Uh, and he's probably next to go. But it's spreading like a virus across the country. And um, and Yale obviously has uh, their own issues. Uh, it's going on simultaneously. Uh, you mentioned uh, Claremont McKenna. That is here in the Los Angeles area. Yeah. Uh, what's interesting about that, do you remember, Leah, when we were on KFI in Los Angeles, do you remember that we talked extensively about a fake hate crime that was perpetrated by a professor at <laughs> Claremont McKenna College? <laughs> okay, so, which one? Was this the noose? Which one was this? I think there was a noose involved. I, think was, I, I remember there being... Uh, her car being graffitied, I think. I'm, I'm, oh, uh, yeah. And, and I remember my BS detector going off like at a 10 right of off course. the bat. And, of course, it was correct. As, as we've now learned since, that was back in 2004, we've now learned since that if your BS detector goes off at all, uh, then, you know, when it comes to a college so-called hate crime, then it's probably bogus. And we need to talk about the so-called poop swastika um, <laughs> hey at, i saw the pictures of the poop swastika the, well that's the lamest poop <laughs> swastika that has ever been pooped um and that certainly wasn't meant to be a swastika nor was it meant to be uh, a political statement it looked to me very much like it was far far more consistent with somebody who was simply drunk out of their minds yep. and threw their feces uh, in what they thought was a creative fashion against the wall. That's what it was. Uh, it was m- very little more than a drunk monkey. And I don't mean, I don't know if that was a white person, black person, whatever. <laughs> the monkey is somehow a racist term now. Um, but it was not. I'd be willing to bet that was a white person who Prob- did that. I don't know. It was a swastika. See, the swastika part of this is what I don't get. How is a swastika remotely one of the top ten emblems that you would use your feces in a very small and pathetic fashion in a bathroom to create if you were trying to target black people? Well, you I, wouldn't. So that makes no sense. But but look, um, the, the reality is uh, that at Claremont McKenna College, the the poor uh, female was a female. She had to resign simply because when she capitulated to the bogus complaints from the black students in in response to what was going on at Missouri, she didn't capitulate properly. It's of that, course not. Apparently, because of one word she used in an email, uh. Uh, she used the word mold. The mold of a Claremont McKenna College student. That's why she was forced to resign. So, so she's trying to capitulate to these terrorists, these racial terrorists, and she doesn't do it exactly the way these spoiled brats would like. So, what if you used the word profile? But you know, she's out of a job now. So this thing is going all over the country now. When we come back, and this happens so often, whenever things happen fast and furious, especially with our incompetent news media, we never get to the essence of what really happened. When we come back, I'm going to tell you what really happened at the University of Missouri. And it's a very different story than the one you're told in the mainstream news media. Only right here on the John and Leah Show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network.
Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. And uh, Leah, one of my strengths, if I have any, and if you ask my wife, I don't have many, uh, is that I have a, a BS detector that is incredibly finely tuned. Uh, for the purposes of this story, you might say I have a very strong sense of smell for poop. Um, and and I'm almost always right. My, my BAS detector is almost always right when it goes off at a certain level. And I think I understand this Missouri story probably as well or maybe better than anybody, mostly because I've been spending most of the last three and a half years on the Penn State quote-unquote scandal. Uh, if anyone's listened to this program before, they probably are aware. If they know anything about my career, I've somehow gotten embroiled in all of that. I got a website, www.framingpaterno, that's framingpaterno.com. Everything you think you know about the Penn State quote-unquote scandal is false. In fact, it's probably 180 degrees from what you think uh, it was based upon what the mainstream news media told you. And, Leah, I will submit with uh, virtual certitude that what happened in Missouri this week is almost exactly what happened at Penn State. Just change the words child molestation and racism. Just just flip those out, and you've got almost exactly the same story. Now, what the media told us happened with Missouri is that a, um, a, a group of, of black students who are frustrated by the, the racism they endure every day. The um, incidents that weren't responded to. I'll get to that. And, and and you know coming off of Ferguson where where they didn't feel like they got justice for the for the killing of Michael Brown which is right nearby kind of sort of in Missouri there and and so this this created a climate of frustration that mm. finally boiled over in when a couple of of incidents occurred in succession starting with the student body president a black man uh, being called racial slurs. And then there was another alleged episode where somebody else, apparently at a play, might have been called racial slurs. And then there was the poop swastika. And then there was homecoming, where, by the way, the same student president got elected homecoming king at this mm -hmm. racist school. But I'll get to that in a minute. So uh, you have homecoming, where the president's car gets stopped by black terrorists, that's what I'm going to call them, racial terrorists, gets his car in the parade gets stopped for 15 minutes, and he has the audacity to not do what I'm not sure what he was supposed to do. I don't know what, I have no idea what he was supposed to do, but by virtue of the fact that people were angry enough to stop his car, that was further proof as a white male that he had done something wrong. And that he had not diffused these horrible racial tensions. And, and then, of course, they accused him of running over them, so don't forget right. that. And then, well, with no evidence of that, and None. which makes no sense anyway. And so then, in this atmosphere, you have this, this man, this, this seven-year student, this, the butler character you referred to, who goes on a hunger strike. Yeah, the rich uh, guy. Uh, well, yeah, the media won't tell you that he is the son of a multi-multi-multi-millionaire. And by the way, who stays at a school that's racist for seven years? Thank seven, you. Seven, seven years. Seven years. You're the son of a very rich man. You can go wherever you want to go. He stays there for seven years. He goes on a hunger strike. Um, and then... Uh, Allegedly. Well, yeah. Well, no, Michael Sam brought him water. And so because Michael Sam is a, is a saint in the eyes of the media because he's gay. Uh, and he, and he went play to, football. And he went to Missouri and, you know... 
even though he was not really a, a great football player, that doesn't matter because we were told by ESPN that he would be if he was, if if he hadn't been discriminated against because he's gay. But I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting a far field here. So so in the media's mind, this 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 black man goes on this hunger strike and and touched by this, the Missouri football team decides they are going to use their power. The power that they have as as discriminated against black men who whose labor, whose whose frankly their their slavery is used to make money for the mean machine that is the University of Missouri. They get nothing other than glory and adulation and a free scholarship and a stadium and equipment and everything. But forget about all that. They get nothing out of this deal and maybe a potential pro contract if they're good enough. But they get nothing out of this. And so in the media's mind, the, the football team stands up for what is right, and they use their power for good by threatening to not play a game against BYU. If they don't play this game, it will cost the University of Missouri millions of dollars. And finally... Finally, the mean, horrible, racist, white male president is forced to resign in the face of the pressure that only was created by these black male football players standing up for what they believed was right. And then justice was done as the rest of the University of Missouri they rally around and they realize the error of their ways and all the other whites at the school condemn what's going on and more resignations occur. The chancellor goes and a professor goes simply because he has the audacity, the audacity to not cancel an exam because some people were afraid that there might be a negative reaction to blacks in light of all this insanity. And so in the media's mind, that's what happened, right? That that's a pretty good assessment of what in No, the- that no, 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 no. You totally skipped the part where the football team needed to save a life. Well, I was going to get there. Yeah, because oh. that, because that happened after you're exactly right. This is I'll I'll get to there now. Yeah, this was maybe the most astonishing moment in this entire insanity, and it got totally lost. So the the, the president resigns. I, I don't know if this is before or after the chancellor resigns. The football coach and the athletic director hold a press conference. And the athletic director, shockingly, Leah, a white male. Mm, uh, which, get out. Which is, which is why all this happens. It's all about white male guilt. If, if there had been anybody in a position of power who was not a white male, none of this would have happened. Somebody would have said, what the hell are we doing? This is insanity. Exactly. But because they're all white males, they're all terrified for their jobs, he actually, in the press conference, with a straight face, says, we had to back the strike because a man's life was on the line. God, these man, people are just uh, so stupid. A man was going to die. Those are direct words. <laughs> and my thought as I'm screaming at the television is, give him a hamburger! <laughs> just give him a hamburger! It's all solved! Uh, insanity. Utter insanity. But I'm, again, I haven't gotten to my scenario of what really occurred, which will happen when we return on the John and Leah show. Welcome back to the John and Leah Show, the best weekend review in all of Weekend Talk Radio. 
mostly because we don't have much competition. Our website is www.freespeechbroadcasting.com. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. We're talking now about what really happened with regard to the controversy at the University of Missouri. We went through what the mainstream news media narrative is. In a moment, I'll tell you what I think really happened and get Leah's thoughts on that. But Leah, one of the many things I've learned from having spent way, way too much time with the last three and a half plus years on the Penn State story is the power of a false narrative. Mm-hmm. When the news media gets a false narrative in their teeth, one that they like, one that fits their worldview. Racist a, is right, number one. Right. Yeah, of course. It, once they get it in their teeth and they start running with it like a dog, um, they see, to mix a metaphor, they see everything through the prism of their false worldview. They they see the world in a certain way. And once they they like a story to be going down that path that they like, they see everything fitting into that narrative. And oh, if, sure. And if it doesn't fit damn right well, they're going to make it fit. <laughs> it doesn't matter what the facts are. If it's a square peg into a round hole, they're going to they're gonna pound it until it gets in there uh, because that's what they do. And because they, they all think alike and they all have the same incentives, especially on race, because every every white person is like, just don't get me fired, please. That's right. Just, just exactly. Let, just, let me, just let me get through this story without getting fired. And every black person in the news media sees this is an opportunity. Aha, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to exert my power. Exactly. So that's why you get unanimity, especially on race issues in the news media. OK, so here's what I think really happened. And again, it's 180 degrees different from the mainstream news media's narrative that they've bought into, Uh, much like my what I've learned was the case with regard to the so-called, quote unquote, Penn State scandal. Here's what really occurred. So you have Ferguson. Ferguson is, in fact, the first data point here, but it's not because somehow there was racism at work at Ferguson and justice wasn't done. No, 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 no. The racial terrorists were embarrassed by what happened there. They were humiliated, not as humiliated as they should have been. They should have been forever discredited by hands up, don't shoot, being a fraud. But they were, they were, they were discredited, they were frustrated by the fact that they had been exposed, and they desperately need a victory. That's what they need. They need to prove to the world, to their little world, that racism is real, that we have credibility, that we didn't cry wolf, and that this is a cause that is still real. Racism is still a real thing in 2015 in Missouri. So with that as the backdrop, what I think happened here is I think that that student council president, again, a black guy, student council president, homecoming queen king not queen although i guess in this day and age we don't really know i mean you could be whatever you could be whatever he yeah, wanted to be right you could be i mean I, I, that might have been sexist on my part to presume he yeah, was homecoming king never my say fault. something my like fault. that my fault my fault okay so um he he alleges that he had a racial slur uh, sent in his direction now by the way um first of all when did this become a capital deal? All right, I, no one's no one's approving of that. But let's pretend it happened. There's no proof it happened. Yet in nearly every single news story about Missouri, I saw, especially on ESPN, Leah, I saw a a timeline of events, and they never said may have been 
called a racial slur or alleged to have been called a racial slur, it's always, well, it happened because one black man said that it did. So therefore, as a white person in the news media, I must accept that as being biblical in its yes, truth. But this one, I don't even believe, Zig, that it occurred on campus. It occurred near the campus, and yeah. it was the usual suspects, right. guys in a pickup truck. Well, the, the guys in the pickup truck thing, I immediately always think BS. All right, and, and, uh, and Totally. When, and whenever, and I've seen this happen in numerous stories, it, there were reports of a guys in a pickup truck waving a Confederate flag driving by. <laughs> I'm like, all right, that I'm sorry, yes. bull crap, didn't happen. Burr, yeah, burr. yeah, that's a ten <laughs> right off the bat. Didn't happen. You got that one. That you you Googled that one. Um, <laughs> all right, so so we have this episode that may or may not have happened. I don't know if it happened or not. Maybe something happened. All right, but. There's also a darn good chance nothing at all happened and that this guy is looking to become the next generation's Al Sharpton. That's what it's that's what it feels like. And and so then you have so a narrative starts to get created. And when the president has the audacity to I don't know what he was supposed to do at homecoming, but get out of his car and what bow, uh, bow down. I mean, I I literally don't know what he was supposed to do. No matter what they demanded that he talk to them. uh, And that, I guess, was the perfect time to get him to talk to driving in the parade for the homecoming parade. Okay, unbelievable. I mean, how the upside down world in which we live, Leah, is that somehow in the media's mind, that act of perfectly acceptable, that act. No, 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 no. Worse than acceptable. That act of terrorism is not just acceptable. The burden is on the white male president to prove that the grievance that caused them to do that wasn't valid. Correct. I mean, I mean, and, and, and maybe that's maybe that's the number one rule that's come out of this. Now, we now live in a world, especially in academia, where if you are a white male, you are presumed guilty. Guilty. Against any charge, no matter how ludicrous <laughs> of racism. And here's the real catch, Leah. Not only are you presumed guilty. No matter how ridiculous the charge, no matter how negligent the evidence is, right. your the very act of defending yourself is racist. So Correct. good luck. Good luck. You're presumed, you're guilty until proven innocent, but the act of proving yourself innocent is racist. And I'm going to get to that in a second because I think that played a role here. So you have these series of events and then you have poops swastika, which I don't believe had anything to do with anything. I I, I, re- I just think it, I, my belief is poop swastika was a drunk event, and I think the president knew it was a drunk event. Now, of put, course. And now put yourself in his position as a white male. See, this is where it gets so insidious against these racial terrorists. So you're the president. You say, well, let's investigate this. Someone comes back to you and says, uh, yeah, this seems like it was just a drunk event. I don't think this has anything to do with racism, black people. I, I, this, this is not a big deal. Okay, okay so, let's so, move on. I got right, other things to do. Well, that's what would be the logical thing, and that would be this, what you think is the safest thing to do. Of course. Because if, because, because if you go out of your way to prove it was not racist, you're stirring up a hornet's nest. You're a racist if you, you do that. You are a racist <laughs> if you try to disprove a claim of racism. So That's right. Why, so why bother disproving it? Let's just let, you know, let sleeping dogs lie. Let's mm-hmm. move on. 
Well, mm-hmm. that's where the president made the mistake because now he's got a narrative. Now, now we've got a series, quote unquote, a series of racially related incidents. None of them are real. They're all nope. bogus. None of them have been proven. So then, so then the football team, and this is where I this gets to the real heart of all of this racial terrorism bullcrap. The heart of the racial terrorism bullcrap is black people need an excuse for why it is that in a world where they're being treated at least equally, if not better than equally, they aren't doing better than they are. And Correct. That, no one will say that. I it, totally agree. That is, it's politically incorrect as hell, but that's what, what you'll get on the John and Leah show. You won't get anywhere else. That's what it's, it's at heart of this. And you know what's ironic? Is that that was what was motivating this football team? This football team was four it's and horrible. five. Was four and five coming off of several really good seasons. University of Missouri was considered to be a you know new SEC power. They yep. sucked this year. So what do they do? Aha! We can't be any good on the football field. We're gonna grab onto a cause. Totally. We're gonna totally. grab onto a cause which will distract from the fact that we suck. And it will justify why we suck, because we've been enduring such racism here at the University of Missouri. And then you have, in any perfect storm, there has to be something really weird that happens. Uh, you know, like, for instance, and not, without getting into all the details, in the Penn State case, you got an 84-year-old Joe Paterno who doesn't remember what he was told 10 years earlier, and he misstates his testimony, and it gets misinterpreted, and that is what flips everything on its head in the Penn State case. In this situation, we didn't know it a week ago, but Missouri's head football coach has lymphoma. Yes. And, and he's, he's out of there. He's resigned. He announces his resignation days after... By the way, how much does how does the president hate this? The president of Missouri resigns. A few days later, the pre, the coach who went along with the strike, he resigns. Well, being a rational human being, he's a white male. He knows this is his last season already because mm-hmm. he got he got diagnosed in May. So of course he's going to go along with the strike because why wouldn't you at that point? <laughs> you you're not. And gonna... your team's horrible. So so. So, but this gets perceived, misperceived in the news media as, uh uh-huh, Oh, he's standing with them. Aha! Uh-huh, the coach, the white male coach wouldn't stand with him unless these charges were real. And then, then there's the coup de grace, which I can't stand because this happens all the time and it happened in Penn State. So not only does the president have to resign, he has to take responsibility. Because <laughs> if he doesn't take responsibility... That's racist. So, so, That's be, so, 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 because he takes responsibility, he takes the high road. He takes responsibility for stuff that probably never even happened. And he wouldn't be responsible for even if it did. So, because he takes responsibility, the media, they want more. They, they, that, that's a good point. They want more. They don't go away. They're not placated. Mm-hmm. But the news, but the news media uses this as aha, <laughs> aha. See, we were right. <laughs> this racist. Is, this is all real. This is not a fraud. The president has admitted it. He took it's responsibility. Unreal. That's and that's exactly, by the way, what happened at Penn State. Uh, and and from then, it's Katie bar the door because we've left the ra- gra- gravitational pull of the rational Earth and. Every white male for himself, they immediately go into the fetal position like the athletic director did, saying that we had to support the strike because otherwise a man's life was in danger, even though this was guy oh, on, a, just insane. On, on a hunger strike, the son of a multi-multi-millionaire. <laughs> Millionaire. I mean, you, 
you, you literally... Who, whose real job is going to college. Yeah, seven years. <laughs> so you, you literally you literally could not make up a story that was more a perfect representation of how insane political correctness has gotten in general and specifically on our campuses and what a weapon the issue of racism has become. It is no longer a just cause. It is a weapon. It is a political weapon for personal gain. And that is what happened at the University of Missouri, and you won't hear that hardly anywhere else but here. All right, we'll wait past break. When we come back, uh, more on this and related issues on the John and Leah Show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. Welcome back. This is the John and Leah show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. In the next hour, our weekly look at the race for the White House 2016. We usually do that in hour one or two, but uh, this week has been so eventful. It's going to be hour number three. Uh, One more quick segment on what's going on on college campuses and specifically the University of Missouri, which really pretty much started it all of the insanity. Uh, Leah, the only good thing that I can think of that came out of this is that I now have a new favorite college football team, and that's whoever is playing the University of Missouri. Uh, Absolutely. uh, Unfortunately, they lost yesterday. BYU uh, lost. Ironically enough, an almost all-white team uh, (laughs) loses to the University of Missouri. Did you hear that this is true? You can't make this up. This is this is worthy of the onion, the parody news site that's going to have to go out of business because you can't parody today's news. Did but, they admit white privilege? No, 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 no. That would have been interesting is if the University of Missouri football team had decided to go on strike unless BYU admitted white privilege. <laughs> um, but um, I uh, – but by the way, I have to remind me to tell you about my phone call to the, uh, the Missouri police. Oh, yeah, uh, that I, was great. Okay, I'll tell you about that in a second. But just to finish this up, so the Missouri fans were supposed to do a whiteout in the stands, everyone What's wears white. Out? Everyone wears white, and as part of the whiteout, I guess it was the bookstore at the University of Missouri sells T-shirts that are white, you know, with just a little bit of uh, insignia, you know, on the front of it, but mostly just, you know, in the in the television, it looks white. They actually stopped selling them in the middle of this week because I guess of concerns of being called racist because it's a whiteout. Oh, I, yeah, that's true. I'm not making this up. Now, so that's true. one of the more amazing things that I can't believe we forgot to mention, and this might be the most impactful thing that long-term that happened to this whole Missouri deal, is that after all the mayhem and because people were getting pissed off, and I love this part, I, don't, I mean that facetiously, I love the fact that when people get pissed off that the racial terrorists have won, somehow that's racist too. <laughs> so no matter what we do, if we get pissed off at the racial terrorists winning, that's racist, so racist that the university police sent out an email to every single student, which, no lie, again, you cannot parody, parody this, told the students to please report, giving the telephone number, and even suggesting they might call 911 if they are subjected to any hurtful language. Hurtful. You know what? At this point, Missouri just needs to be cut out. Hurtful. Okay. We need Missouri. Missouri goes on on the trash 
Why? Missouri is a is a key Republican state in a presidential election. Well, um, look uh, at what's going on over uh, there. Uh, but look, it, the, it is unbelievable to me that a police department, again, led by a white, an old white male, there's a shocker. So you know the white male's like, what language is going to make sure I don't get riots or fired? Uh, uh, <laughs> report anything that's uh, uh, illegal? No, no, no. Uh, uh, hurtful. Let's go with hurtful. Hurt that covers anything. Just hurtful. Oh I, so hurtful language. So I call up because I wanted to know whether or not if I attend the next home football game, which is against the University of Tennessee, whether or not it's going to be illegal or whether or not it's in a, in a, in a you know, wrong if, well, is it still allowed is it still allowed will i be reported if i boo one of the teams and specifically is it okay to boo black players or only white players <laughs> I, I i got someone on the phone i got a deputy on the phone and they said you know can i help you i said yes I, i'm interested to know what the rules are for the next home football game are we still allowed to boo based upon this email? And if we are allowed to boo, is it only whites or can we also boo blacks? <laughs> and, and that's exactly what I said. Boo blacks. And that's exactly what I said. And the person, to their credit, very calmly, the female says, um, let me transfer you. <laughs> let, let and me, where did you go? I went to the um, the person who was in charge of information the um he's a commander or some so and so, but I got a message. So I don't know whether that she knew she was sending me to a message or she mm. thought she might have been sending me to a person. So I left the message explaining my question about whether or not it's still okay to boo at home University of Missouri games. I gave my phone number, I asked for a phone call back. I didn't get a phone call back. Well, uh, okay, they need to be fired. Well, <laughs> they're not responding. And of course, and of course, it's racist. I mean, the mind boggles as just to how insane uh, that precedent is. Now, to their small, and I mean small credit, they did acknowledge that the email was poorly worded. To other people, not me, uh, but apparently that they have made a statement. You got your dog there, Leah. You know what? Someone is knocking on the door. <laughs> is your dog in the studio there in Alabama? He, he is. That is I, so I, Alabama of you. <laughs> that is so Alabama. At least it's I not. Know. At least it's not your pigs. I, <laughs> I, I think he has to go to the bathroom. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, why don't you? You want to take care of your dog? Yeah, I'll take him out here and uh, and me and be right back. All right. That's the John and Leah show Sorry. for you, folks. Leah has her dog in the studio. That was not a sound effect. All right, so here, here's how bad things are with regard to political correctness. And this is a, it's funny, but this is a very, very serious matter because this is not going to get better. This generation is eventually going to get in power. And by, by the way, it's not going to get any better with future generations because these precedents have now been set and to go against them is going to be racist. And who's going to who in power is going to go against them? Nobody who's an elected official, nobody who's in the news media, because if you're white in the news media, you're afraid of losing your job. If you're black in the news media, you think this is fantastic. So how is this going to stop? It's not going to stop. They've gotten their victories. They're going to continue to march on using race as a weapon. And to me, one of the more depressing things that happened in this week with regard to political correctness is that the television show that is the most anti-political correctness show ever, South Park on Comedy Central, did an episode 
which got much ballyhooed, even had a link on the Drudge Report that people anticipated, wow, this is really going to be a sock in the face to political correctness, because they did an episode where the town of South Park decided to get rid of all of their police. And they, you know, the moral was going to be, oh, what happens when you don't have police? It gets, gets you know, a bad situation. And there was a little bit about that, but in the end, even South Park caved. Because how do they get the police to come back to work? They allow them to beat up minorities, implying that that's all they wanted to do in the first place. We are so screwed. Hour number three, the race for the GOP nomination when we come back on the John and Leah Show. <laughs> 